Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to our special surprise fantasy football show. This is going to be a part of a new project that we're doing here. As we come to you from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champion Southern California. And um, and I got the idea from our friend Jerry. Well, I know that in addition to regular football, a lot of you folks here who are, have followed the Dickow experience for as long as you have are fans of fantasy football. So tonight we're going to start a continuing series on fantasy, fantasy sports, specifically fantasy football tonight. And uh, to help me hugely through this he will do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the analysis and the tips is our good friend jerry well and and jerry joins us now how you doing my friend dave thanks for having me on man i can't wait to talk some fantasy football it's usually uh baseball talk baseball talk baseball talk but you know for you guys who only know me through dave's show i am a very very big fan of the fantasy football and um i i my podcast doesn't you know, lend to, you know, talking about football or even fantasy football. So being able to do it with Dave, who I've known for years, I've been in leagues with him for years, and uh, one of my good friends, I I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. So um, let's let's give this a whirl. We have a – why is there nothing in the title? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Fantasy football week six begins. Now, you might think, what happened to weeks one through five? But we just started in the middle of the season, so it's okay. Um, but we're going to keep going as long as you want to keep going. So this will be fun. Um, I guess you can uh, explain where we come from. You mentioned what your your story. My story is I'm more of a I'm a little better at the daily, daily fantasy. So I can tell you a lot about FanDuel and what the values are, who to be looking for there. Um, Jerry is probably ver- most well versed in permanent fantasy football, as you would call it. You know whether it's uh, the snake draft or auction leagues. And so between the two of us, we should have a pretty decent amount of information for you uh, for this hour. It won't be that long a show. We just we only plan to go about an hour each week. Yeah. And um, there's a lot going on. So um, the big winners in fantasy football this week. How about how about that guy, Andrews, for Baltimore? Man, he had a day. Boy, he was really so going I, I on. I have uh, in one of my leagues, in one of my bigger leagues, I have the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews combo. Lamar Jackson, 56 points. Mark Andrews, 46 points. Monster. Yeah. I dropped 245 points this week. That's in like fantasy wise, that's insane. That is you know, you, insane. A good a good week is 150, 160. Like that's you know I had Lamar, I had Mark, I had Mark Andrews who went off. I picked up Matt Matheson, um, you know, late in the draft because I know that if if Dalvin ever got hurt, he'd be a guy, and you know he's he went off. Um, I have Eckler, I have James Rob. Yeah, it was a big week. But yeah, that was that game was crazy. In my other league, I was winning pretty handily, but I was playing against Lamar Jackson. Mm. And um, you know, it was getting to the point where it's like, damn, this game's in overtime. I'm only up by 15, 16 points. Like I was up by 60 something. So I'm like, Lamar can 
potentially make this a, a ball game, but you know, it, it didn't go that far, but he was, I've been a big Lamar Jackson fan. He won me uh, a championship two years ago. Um, I will always love him for that. Cause I've been in this league that I, that I'm involved in. It's my big league. I've been in the league for 14 years. Right. Um, I lead or I tie the league lead in finals appearances and I am the Buffalo Bills. I get <laughs> every time I'm in the finals. Um, I sometimes I have the better team and I still get fucked. But you know, that that year I just wouldn't be stopped. I had, you know, Lamar Jackson, I had Christian McCaffrey, I had Aaron Jones, I had Robert Woods, I had Amari Cooper, I had Tyler Hitt. My team was loaded, loaded. Um, so Lamar really won me that ring, and I'll always love Lamar for that. So you finally got off the Schneid with that mm-hmm. team. I went to the finals back. I went. I won with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Then last year, I went to the finals again, and I lost in a heartbreaker because of Josh Allen. So, oh, you played against Josh Allen. The irony of that. Against That's Josh funny. Allen. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, <laughs> so that night, I was up a decent amount, and they played the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And all my friends are like, "Not nah, Bill Belichick's going to scheme against him." He went bananas. He dropped like a forty bomb, and I ended Dang. up winning, So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's happens. Like that's the thing about fantasy football. You just never know where the big performances come from or in in the case in some cases the small performances come from. Mm-hmm. And um if you saw I'm going to give you a couple of players that are kind of frustrating watches right now. Sure. Um and so and, I, and this is kind of like all about me cuz like he's on my team. <laughs> but, sure, sure. <laughs> but number 1 is Aaron Jones, the running back okay. for the Green Bay Packers. Now, this guy, I don't think he's worth the value that, that people took him in the draft or they auctioned him for or that they picked him in the FanDuel. Like, I got burned with him two times already. There was, the, there was week, I forget whether it was week one or two, but he had two points. I mean, that's unacceptable. Yeah. For somebody who's supposed to be a Q, that RB1, that's terrible. That's a terrible performance. And then this week, it's not quite as bad but it still is a pretty underwhelming performance when you consider they're playing Cincinnati. And and one thing about Jones that I think I've noticed recently is two things. One, he could be like nursing an injury. I don't know if you've been seeing if you got to see that game against the uh, Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But cuz AJ Dillon, you know, cashed did, in in that game as well. He was in a lot. He was in a lot. So I was curious as to whether you think this is becoming like a dual back situation over there in Green Bay and is Aaron Jones not a good call now in DFS leagues? So it's 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 a little different than when they had um, Jamal Williams, right? The, mm-hmm. It seems like Dylan poses a little bit more of a threat. I am a a pretty big um, Aaron Jones fan because Aaron Jones, I think, does does everything, and that I like him because that's an offense that is high octane, right? They're up and down the field. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to catch the ball out of the backfield, um, to you know, at the goal line, or you know, from ten yards out, twenty yards out, to get runs to be able to break some you know, breaks them for touchdowns. So while it is early and I understand your frustrations, but I, I do still have some high hopes for Aaron Jones. Um, again, Dylan is, it's a different beast than dealing with Jamal Williams, but um, I, I do still like, you know, the upside of, of Aaron Jones. You've seen it at least one or two weeks this year. I'd have to go back and look and see exactly what his, his numbers were. But um, I do like the upside of of Aaron Jones. And Dave, you have him in one of your regular leagues. You have him in a DFS. Well, I've 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 I have him in the regular league and in, in the in the league that both of us are in. Mm-hmm. I have picked him on two occasions in the um, in Fanduel. And okay. oh, I need to go to my. You can't see me. Uh, I picked him. Yeah. So in the sec. Yeah, and I also had him in Fanduel. So 
Now, I think on one of those occasions he was good. I can't remember. But So, I think the frustrating part with Aaron Jones this year is the carries. Like, he's yeah. not getting that 23, 24. I mean, his carries have been 5, 17, 19, 15, 14. Yeah. So, he's not, he's, he's not been – and obviously in that offense, they do throw the ball a bunch. Mm-hmm. But he has not been that, you know, workhorse type, type back carry-wise. But also, he gets you – know, he can have a game where he has five targets. And that is where his value lays if you're in a PPR league or half PPR league. If he if he's getting, you know, say 16 carries and he's getting five targets, he can do a lot with that. He can do a lot with that. So um, I do still like the upside of Aaron Jones. Um, I understand the frustration, but he will have a lot of chances in that offense to make hay. You know, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the red zone or, you know, dump offs or screen passes. He's a very talented back. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had him for two years. Uh, he's, he's, it is, it is early. And in my half PPR league, he's the running back nine right now. So he still is within the top, top 10 running back. So, um, you know, be hopefully, you know, your patience will, you know, pay off and he'll be able to, you know, have those games where he has those 33 point games, those 40 point games, and he's mm-hmm. getting, you know, six targets and, and almost 20 carries. So, um, that could potentially happen down the pike, but I'm still, you know, very bullish on Aaron Jones. Okay. I mean, I appreciate your confidence in him. I mean, it's, you've, you've been through it all. So you, I, I imagine, and you said you've had him for a couple of years. So you have a keeper league. So I've, I've drafted him. So the oh, one okay. year I drafted him, I drafted him in coming back to me in the second round. So I had him and McCaffrey. They were the RB. McCaffrey was the RB one. He was either the RB two or three. He had a monster year. Okay. Last year I drafted him in another league and he was pretty damn good in, in last year as well. So um, I, I just think talent wise, he's a very good back, um, you know, catching the balls out of the backfield in fantasy. If you are, even if you're not a PPR, it's just, it's just another touch and it gives you an opportunity to do something with it. So um, I, I do like his upside again, Dave, if he was, you know, I understand he's not getting the 17 to 20 carries the past couple of weeks, but he did have 19. He did have 17 in week three and four. So if, you know, people could be patient with him. That that Packer offense will start to get humming, and he'll have some opportunities in the red zone and you know dump offs and things like that. So I do expect some better weeks from Aaron Jones. Okay, now I would be a l- even less confident in the next guy that I have, who I feel like has been really frustrating, and that would be Chris Carson. And mm-hmm. he just has w- entire halves where he disappears. If you remember the game yeah. against the Titans, like he had a lot of he had a whole lot of rushing yards, and then just all of a sudden he did nothing. So. Yeah. It could be a function of the way that the Seahawks just give up on the run. So it's not necessarily his fault specifically, but it just seems like a really un- a non-dependable asset to have, Whether, especially in DFS leagues where you need the guy to be on like the, for that week. Um, yeah, so there, there's a couple things with Chris Carson. Obviously, number one is Russell Wilson being out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem for the Seahawks offense in general. Number two, Chris Carson's hurt. Um, he missed last week, and he has obviously 10 days because I played on Thursday. He has 10 days to get himself together for Sunday. But um, I like Chris Carson, Chris Carson, when that offense is that offense. I like that he'll have opportunities. When he's healthy, he's been a, a pretty good fantasy running back. Um, now with, with, with uh, um, Russell Wilson out, I am out on, on – with Geno Smith at the center, I'm out on a lot of the Seahawks players. Uh, that includes Tyler Lockett, even DK Metcalf. I like Metcalf maybe a little bit more than Lockett because of the red zone target. But um, I am not very high on that offense right now without Russell Wilson, and that includes Carson and all them. So I like Chris Carson when Russell's there and, and DK's there and all them are there. I think that he has an, uh, an opportunity to um, perform. 
Um, but right now, with him being banged up, with Russell being out, that is a running back that I would fade in, in DFS. Yeah, and I'm already there. I'm like, I'm not picking him again the rest of the season. <laughs> I've got, I'm done. Yeah. Like, he had four points. Like, I understand yeah. he was hurt, but damn, that's that's rough. Like, four points is bad in 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 fan in Fanduel, especially if he's like yeah. getting I don't know seven thousand seven seventy four thousand seventy four hundred or eighty four hundred dollars. Um, to give you an idea, like the way it works in DFS is generally, if you're an extremely good running back you're going to be getting like 10,000 or more. And I've seen Christian McCaffrey when he was healthy getting even as many as $10,000, $12,000 for his value. And for a lot of people, it was worth it. Like it, he was really good. He was always getting, mean, he gave it to you with the rushing yards and the care and the uh, receptions. Um, he was great, but he's hurt. So he's not, yeah. he's not a factor. Um, so now the question is, so, oh yeah, just, anyway, just to round it out. So usually your, your value comes in the $7,000 range or six. And same scenario with the with the wide receivers. And receivers are a little tricky because, at least in my experience, you can never count on the consistency with a wide receiver, even the great ones. And a good example is Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Hill was pretty ordinary last week. And I don't know if that's the weather or the Buffalo defense, but he was pretty. I mean, it, was I did, a weird, it was a it was a weird game last week. Yeah. Even you know some of the Buffalo Bill players that I'm going to get to as well, like Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just a weird weird game. But there's a guy in DFS who I think um, goes underrated. Um, it's a guy that I think you might be able to get um, for cheap and who he's not a consistent type guy, but he has the opportunity to give you big games because he is um, one of the top 10 in air yards and he gets a lot of targets. And that is Brandon Cooks um, with Houston. It goes because his quarterback's bad and the team's bad. Sometimes he flies under the radar, but he is uh, he's seventh in air yards you know, mm-hmm. an, an air, in air yard attempts, and he has 44 targets on the year. So, for example, um, Mike Evans has 45 targets. So, Brandon Cooks is getting a decent amount of targets, and a lot of his targets are downfield. So, he has the potential to possibly have a big week in the air, possibly break a big play. So, he's somebody who could be a sneaky play for cheap because, you know, he's not putting up these crazy numbers. But the air yards are there, the targets are there, and on any given on any given week, he might be able to have you be a a week winner. Well, that's a really interesting call because it's not the first guy you think of at all. I mean, Houston's exactly. offense isn't even regarded as a good offense, so no. Um, I would like to look at his his dailies and let's see how that's how that's averaged out. Let's and again, his targets and air yards don't always lead to results, but mm-hmm. it's the opportunities that you like to see. So I really study targets. And that was part of the reason why I was very high on Kadarius Tony. Um, I picked him up well before um, he blew, came onto the scene. He had eight targets um, against the Saints. Yep. And right from there, I, I had him in one league before that. And then in my big leagues, I added him after the Saints game. And I added him for pretty cheap. We use F, uh, FA uh, free agent money. And I added him for like five or eight bucks. And I just knew because all the Giants receivers are out. And I just think he has that ability where listen i mean odell beckham if you remember for the giants he was on the waiver wire his rookie year he was on the waiver wire he made an impact he was one of the best players in football the year but he was on the waiver wire to start the year and Kadarius tony the same thing he started off really slow he had eight targets against the saints and i said well listen all giants receivers are out i said this kid's a big talent they picked him 20 overall so i picked him up and what did he do he he, he caught what 10 balls for 180 yards last week so you know, now he's somebody that's on everybody's fantasy radar. So, you know, if you're able to study air yards and targets, you'll see that there's opportunities there. 
And that's somebody like Brandon Cooks. He, you know, listen, all those air yards might lead to nothing, but at least the opportunities are there where you might be able to have a sneaky play one week. Well, I'll tell you what, so far he's been targeted a lot. He has been, he has had anywhere from seven targets to 14 in a September 19th game against Cleveland. Now, as you mentioned, the results don't always come, but he does have a touchdown early in the season so far. And um, and his high for the season was against Jacksonville, 132 receiving yards. He had another good game against Carolina, but then two pretty bad. Well, not everyone's calling bad, right. just less good against Buffalo. And then New England was a rough game, but it happens. Um, and, and that leads me to a point too. If if you want to get into this, Dave, with some guys that people might want to target, or then after that, we can say you know people that we like for this week. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of people that I think you know that you should target based on what is going on um, with their team and what's going on around the league. So it's up to you if you want to get into that. Well, the first thing I want to do is pivot the same question to you. Who have been guys in your various fantasy leagues or just who you've seen on other people's teams that have been frustrating to watch and from a fantasy perspective so far this season? Well, it's a guy that I have in two leagues and a guy I've been very high on this year, and that's Stefan Diggs. Um, He's a guy that, you know, last year was – one of the most productive wide receivers in football behind Devonte Adams. Um, but the thing with Diggs is he has an elite, uh, an elite fantasy quarterback behind him. He is number two in air yards and he has 47 targets. And that is, you know, at least, you know, top 10 in targets or probably top, top six in targets. So I think the results will come from him. It has been frustrating because his, his ADP I'm sure people drafted him pretty damn high and they expected a lot more out of what he's producing. But I can tell you this, his air yards are only second to Devontae Adams. He's getting a ton of targets. Last week was a little rough. Last week's going to hurt his target share because he only got five targets. But that game, if you watch, it was a very weird game. There was an hour and a half delay in the middle of it. Um, There were defensive scorers. It was raining. He only had five targets. But before that, he was getting 13 targets, 10 targets, nine targets. And he's a guy that, if he's going to get that many targets, he's going to eventually be able to do something with it. He had a 69-yard catch this this uh, this week, or a 61-yard catch that should have been a touchdown if he didn't look behind him. So I think the results for Stefan Diggs are coming. He's been very frustrating for me because I have him in two leagues, but I'm not ready to fade him yet. He's a guy that a lot of people are going to approach you if you have him to try and get, because they're seeing the same numbers I'm seeing. They're seeing he's number two in air yards. He has an elite quarterback on a high, on a high octane offense. And I think that his results will come now. If they don't, that is going to be a bad fantasy pick for all of us. Cause his ADP was very high, but I do believe that he's still a, a, an elite receiver who gets a ton of targets in a high octane offense from an elite fantasy quarterback. So I think eventually he'll, flip that switch and he'll be good to go. Um, another guy is Calvin Ridley. Um, I know that he's been frustrating. Um, obviously he missed last week with an injury, but Calvin Ridley's another guy that's getting a ton of air yards. There's not a lot of targets on that Atlanta Falcons team. Um, you hope that somebody's able to emerge like how Kyle Pitts has to take some of the pressure and some of the attention off Calvin Ridley. But I can tell you right now with Ridley, He's not only getting the air yards, but he missed all of last week and he still has 42 targets. So, I mean, that, that, and Mike Evans has 45 and, and this guy missed a whole week. So I think that he's another guy who you might want to be patient with. But again, I don't like the Atlanta offense and I'm not really sold on Matt Ryan. So if you're able to 
right now, I don't think his value is super high, you know, trade wise. But um, if you do hold on to him, I do think there could be brighter days ahead because the air yards are there. The targets are there. Um, it's just, you know, going to be a matter of time. Hopefully Matt Ryan and that offense gets it going. So those are the two guys that I could think of off the top of my head right now that, you know, are the air yards are there for them. The targets are there for them and the opportunities are there. So you hope that they're able to make something up. Yeah. I, I mean, th- that's a very big money player and he was really instrumental to my success in our, the league that the two of us are in together. Um, I wish I knew what the name of the league was, but, um, but you know, like, we, I, I, we had a, we had a big year and, and the digs was a big part of it. I could always count on him getting like around 15, 16 to 25 points every game. So to have him struggling like that, especially with the bills themselves being pretty good offensively this year, that's really surprising. Like if, if they're scoring like 40 points a game, but he's still not doing that great. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it's, a it's, surpri- been, it's been frustrating. Yeah. Believe me. It's been, it's been very frustrating for me as a guy who, really went all in on digs in two leagues. So it's been, uh, it's been very frustrating, but you know, another guy who I, who I do like, and I think that I think earlier in the year, he was like the hot fantasy name. And just because he hasn't found the end zone yet, people might be fading him. And that's Jacoby Myers. He still gets a ton of, a ton of targets. He has one less target than digs, two less targets than Darren Waller, three less targets than Terry McLaurin. He's another guy that I think will start to make hay in fantasy because Mac Jones looks at him. You know, eventually he's going to find the end zone. Eventually he's going to have some big weeks. So if you see him in DFS that, you know, is at a reasonable price and they have a, you know, uh, New England has a favorable matchup, definitely, you know, maybe roll the dice on him. Maybe roll the dice on him. And I think another guy who I have, and Dave, this is probably one of your guys as well, um, who you love because that's your team, is Najee Harris. I was all in on Najee Harris this year. I picked him in my, I was at the 11th pick. I picked him in the first round. it was my plan was to take him and then Eckler on the way back. And that got thwarted by the, by the number 12 pick. Um, but he's the only running back that is on this target list right now that I'm looking at um, the first running back on this target list. He is ahead of Marquise Brown. He's ahead of Mark Andrews. He's ahead of DK Metcalf. He's ahead of CD lamb. So he's a guy who I think is now starting to get the ground game going. He had 100 rushing yards last game, and the O line starting to figure it out. And he's a guy that Ben's going to dump off to time and time again. I am very, very high on Najee Harris moving forward this year. I know he started off slow the first two weeks, but he is now in my fantasy league RB4. And I think that with him being able to catch balls out of the backfield and him starting to get that running game going with that O line being better, I think that that is going to be major for him as a fantasy player. So I'm looking at the list now. He's literally the first running back and there's not many there's all receivers after him so i mean he's a guy that, that that's going to be a receiving monster in that Steeler backfield so i'm really really high on him yeah it's really been a while since we've had that kind of that, that kind of a game out of the running back position i mean that was been a huge it's been a huge uh issue for the Steelers in the last couple of years like pretty much from the yep. point that antonio brown went lost his marbles and then they, he, he, oh no no was it brown it wasn't brown i'm sorry it was uh uh, Le'Veon Bell. Well, they Le'Veon both Bell, lost yeah. their marbles. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I was going to say, uh, which one? But I'll <laughs> no. tell you what, I mean, your, your offensive line didn't do them any favors. No. But no. even the offensive line this year with Najee, it, it hasn't been great. And no. I watch, now I watch a lot of the Steeler games and I saw earlier in the year. So you know what they did? They threw to Najee 13 times. And again, 19 targets one game. I mean, yeah. he. I think he either set the record 
or this is the most targets from a running back than, you know, Alvin Kamara in 2016 for that game. So, I mean, I'm really high on Najee Harris out of the backfield, especially well, if you're in a PPR, if you're in a PPR league, he is fucking gold. Yeah. I, I'm going to have PPR league and he's gold. So you're not in a PPR league. That's I am. Fun. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in oh. a half, and, and I'm in a full. So oh, I, in my full oh, you have a half as well. PPR, okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. In my full PPR league, I have Austin Eckler, who's been phenomenal, which I'm going to touch on a little later because he's yeah. one of the guys that I'm super, super high on this week. Yeah. You know, we we could really do the entire Charger team at this point. Like it's it's really yeah. wild. Like I mean, yeah. in a game where the Chargers won 49 to 42, a game for which mm-hmm. I was blessed enough to be in the building with Andy. We'll get into that later tonight when we do our football pick show. Which, by the way. The football picks panel wants you on it. Would you would you do that with us? So I'm uh, like football picks, like spreads, and that's not me. Like fantasy, no, no. I'm locked in. I'm tuned in. Like right. I'm not a big like I dude. I, I'll, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I got knocked out of my Survivor League role. Like I am not <laughs> good at that shit. Who'd you have in the Survivor and, League? Uh, who did I pick that screwed me? Um, I don't. I forget somebody. I sit on red zone and I have all my three fantasy teams open, and then. No, I forget who screwed me in Survivor. Who booted me last week? Was there an upset last week? Well, Somebody Denver must have been. Week. Maybe it was Denver because they were supposed to beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, Kansas City. No, it wasn't that. No one, and I doubt you would have picked Kansas City there. Uh, no, I forget who it was. It, it was it, was it, it Carolina? It got a lot of, no, it, no, it got a lot of people. It got a lot of people. I'll have to look. I'll go back to my app. I can look, run through I'm, it. I'm out already. I'm out already. So, I mean, <laughs> picking is not my thing. You want to talk fantasy? You want to talk <laughs> You know, matchups, air yards, targets, things. I'm, you know, handcuffs. That's my thing. That's that. That's that's what I love. Well, but, you know, picking teams is not my thing. Okay, that's fine. But you could just I mean, do the I, spot. I could try. And we I could we try. got we got picks anyway from Tommy's. Like you could just come on and talk about the game. I'll I'll, I'll see because I might have some okay. work stuff to do. We'll, okay. we'll see how, yeah, how okay. it looks when I finish up. Let me know. But thank you though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You sure. got it. So, um, why don't we stay with you and then talk about some of these other things? So, like folks with upside, and you mentioned mm-hmm. Eckler. Um, I'll let you segue into that. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you're doing any any DFS this week, or if you're doing anything this week, as far as you know, even you know, trade wise or whatever it is, or mostly DFS, because nobody's going to be trading Austin Eckler this week. But um, if you saw what Austin Eckler did in the shootout last week, they're about to go face the Baltimore um, Ravens, not the Orioles, the Ravens. So they're going to go face the Baltimore Ravens this week, and you saw what the Ravens did against the Colts. So you know it's going to be a back and forth game with Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and you know those two teams. So um Austin Eckler, you saw what he did in a shootout last week. I expect him to do, put up numbers in another shootout this week. He had three touchdowns last week. He was catching balls out of the backfield. Um if you're a DFS guy, uh I, I know people have like Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry ahead of him, but in half PPR and PPR this week, I put Austin Eckler above above all of them. Um I think that if it is going to be a, a back and forth game, you know how Herbert goes. You know how these two offenses, the uh, the Ravens and the 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 Chargers, can put up points quick. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a, a fast paced game, and I, you know that bodes well for Austin Eckler, who's going to catch out of the backfield. He's going to get rushes, so he's a guy that would be in my top two this week uh, for a fantasy running back. Yeah, I and I, I love that because. Um... I do love that. He's been money. Like he's been on my permanent team all year and he's been very consistent. Like he's been really good and yeah. He, he can I have do- him too. And it, it is your your we're PPR, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's yeah. been he's been really really good for me. And you know, out of the backfield, he gets he was getting goal line carries. 
Um, I love the I love love the matchup with the with the Ravens because it's not going to be one of these blowout games. It's going to be a back and forth game, and that's where he shines. That's where you know any kind of fantasy stud shines. So I'm really really high on him. You know this year, I mean this week. I'm sorry this week. Um. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um. So let's let's continue with that. Uh, staying. I think the entire. The entire Chargers team looks really great right now in terms of yeah. fantasy value. Yeah, Mike Williams is probably one of the steal of the draft. And it's oh, something that, so. you know, if you look at some of the top fantasy wide receivers this year, they were all taken outside of the top two rounds. So you look at Mike Williams, you look at obviously Devontae Adams is the, the cream of the crop and, and he's taken in the first round, obviously. But you look at uh, Cooper Cup, you look at Mike Williams, you look at Keenan Allen. Um, you look at some of these guys. I, I mean, I, I drafted Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has been phenomenal. So, you know, when you're doing your drafts, these, the people go zero running backs. It's very difficult. Running backs are so hard to find late in drafts. Sometimes they, you have to get lucky on the waiver wire, hit a sleeper, hit a rookie late in the draft or in the middle of the draft. I would just go RB heavy, um, you know, early on, and then you'll be able to find receivers. So right now on my bench or my flex uh, opportunities, it's Cortland Sutton who has been guy that gets a lot of targets, a lot of air yards. He's had two really good weeks and a couple so-so weeks or stinkers, but the opportunities will be there for him. And I have Kadarius Tony and I had Jamar Chase. So there's three guys I could put in the flex that one, I got off waivers and two, I drafted late who could be very, very, you know, uh, productive. So, you know, if you're going to be doing, you know, these, these yearly drafts, I think that, you know, Certain wide receivers like a Tyreek Hill or Devonte Adams short will go early, but you can find really good receivers late. Like I got Chris Godwin in the fourth round, so you could find good receivers late. And then I wonder what you can find on the wire at this point. It's there's always value there. I'm curious as to where yeah. that is. So there's a guy for the. Um, so I'm a big target guy, obviously, and mm-hmm. there's a guy that Jared Goff is starting to warm up with. In the I don't like the Lions' offense at all. I think I think. You know the good. You know Swift is, is is solid. I think if he had any help, he'd be a really really elite fantasy running back because he can catch the ball. Um, he's shifty. Um, but there's a guy. It's it's something Saint Brown. I think his name is. He had eight targets last game. He's starting to be one of Jared Goff's favorite guys. He's a guy that I picked off the waiver wire. Obviously, Kadarius Tony is going to be a very hot pick this week. He's probably going to be the waiver wire pick number one. Um, and the thing that's difficult is usually people fade the Giants offense. You know, their O-line's not good, so Saquon Barkley might have some really good weeks and then some really stinker weeks. Um, the the Before it was, okay, we don't trust Daniel Jones. This year, Daniel Jones has been really good. Prior to his concussion, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in football. He's been really, really good. And you saw that with some of Darius Slayton's outputs. Um, even, you know, Saquon Barkley had a big week the one week. So in my, you know, my thinking was that, okay, Jones is playing better. Darius Tony is going to be one of the only guys getting targets. He, to me, was a slam dunk. And I still think he's a slam dunk. Even when guys are coming back, he's a guy that's explosive with the ball in his hand. He's a guy that can make things happen. And I think the Giants are going to find ways to get the ball in his hand. You saw him do a rushing play. You saw him actually... Um, catch a screen pass or a, a lateral pass and try to throw the ball deep. I think they're going to find ways to get ball, the ball in his hand. So he would be my number one waiver target right now, as far as wide receivers are concerned. I, and that's, that's just a no brainer. Wait, Tony, you say? Yeah. Yes. Tony. Now, absolutely. Now um, he's not going to get suspended or anything. Is he? I thought he was in a fight or no, something. 
so he punched somebody in the helmet. He got ejected. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems like the state that the Giants are in, they, they really they really can't afford to suspend him. So they basically said <laughs> they'll leave it up to the league. And I don't think the league is going to do anything, probably just to fine. Okay. Fair enough. But he also is banged up as well. So he's also banged up. But the good news today was that he was a limited participant at practice. So there's a, there's a chance that he could play this week. Okay. Well, that's good information because he could be a big asset. Tell you what, as far as Cortland Sutton, going back on, on him, he has been very good. And now, look, again, this is all about me because he was on my team too. He is a good ass. He's a good player. Here's what yeah. happened, though, for a lot of folks. This is why it's so tough to, like, set a lineup because you just – Everything I read about him was, oh, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. I know, he's I too know. banged up. Yeah. And then fucking yeah. an hour before the game, they were like, oh, he's going to play. It's like, well, I can't do it now. It's too late by now. Like, I, I, I mean, I could have on the phone, but you're just thinking, I already made all these moves to work around this. He plays, he gets 25 points. And yeah. that was just a that I was, was I, I Listen, I, I feel your pain on that, Dave. And, you know, right before I set my lineup, I checked and saw that he was active. And I was a little skeptical because the last thing you want to do as a fantasy owner is yeah. put a guy in there and then him call to the bench after the first couple plays or the first quarter he's mm-hmm. banged up and then you get a 0.5 or two, 2.5 points from him and he's hurt. So I didn't know the severity of his ankle injury. And he's a guy that's been banged up, obviously missed the whole year with his ACL. Yep. So I went the Katarius Tony route, which worked perfectly. Um, I was sick to my stomach watching Cortland Sutton do what he did. Right. And then right. saying, damn, but then Tony put up two more points in him, so we were good. But I'm with you on that one because – Everything I read that he was banged up, banged up, banged up. And then when he was, you know, said that he would play, I didn't know if he would be a decoy. I didn't know if he would, you know, end up leaving the game after a couple of plays. So I didn't want to run the risk of putting him in as my flex. But now that we see he's healthy, he's going to be a flex option for me this week, um, depending on, you know, Tony's situation and, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I certainly have very good confidence in him going forward. It's just an unfortunate situation. It probably didn't make much of a difference in, in the end because I noticed that I still lost by a lot. And the reason I lost by a lot to our friend, to one of our friends, uh, who was it I lost to? But but it was because Marquise Brown, I think it was, had it a off. huge yeah. game. Yeah, he was awesome. And let me tell you this, Dave. There's two people, if you're a fantasy guy, I mean, doing year-round DFS will be a different story. Or there are two people who you could potentially stash right now in your IR slot, and that's Jeff uh, Jeff Ross Jr. Uh, for uh, the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm sorry, Jeff Wilson Jr. for the Niners. He's coming back as a running back, and as you know, the Niners' running backs are all beat up. And when he's got given the chance to play over the past, you know, two three years, he's shown that he's capable. So he might be a guy with you know all these running backs out that might be able to you know, producer or be somebody who statue. And another guy is Rashad Bateman. Um, he's the dynamic rookie wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. And he is very, very close to coming back. And you see the way Lamar and that offense um, are clicking so far this year. If he's able to be one of these rookie receivers, like a Jamar Chase, like a Kadarius Tony, um, like a Devonte Smith, um, like some of the, you know, Jalen Waddle, like some of these rookie receivers who have been, you know, pretty damn productive in their first year. He's somebody who can pick probably off the waiver wire right now, stash in your IR, and you could potentially have a flex player. You know, God, it'd be great if you could even have better, you know, than, than that in, in the near future because he's getting ready to come off the IR and getting ready to, to to be in game. So that could be a sneaky stash pick. Again, it's a roll of the dice, and if it doesn't work out, you can always drop him. But if your IR is open and it's somebody that you want to see can potentially be productive for you, 
Rashad Bateman's a guy who I have in two leagues. So um, if he's able to get it done, that that, that could be you know a, a big pickup. I should be on the lookout for him because I think I could use some depth there. I, I'm, I'm seeing bye weeks coming up, so I figure, I figure adding to that depth is a good call. Um, so let's look at the quarterback position this week because there are a number of leagues that utilize two quarterbacks, and yeah. you might need one right now. So yep. this is an interesting study I have going because I had the pick between Derek Carr and Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. and at the time Carr was – Carl was balling. Like he was he was doing great. Mm-hmm. So I picked him. And I think he's been fine. Like it was predictable he was going to lo- he was going to look like crap against the Bears. The, the Raiders were going through a lot. I mean, they just fired right. Gruden. So I don't think the Gruditude. Gruditude. <laughs> oh my god. But <laughs> anyway, Carr had a miserable game. Yeah. Do you think that's going to continue to happen? Is a regression coming, or is he going to be good? Basically, the question is, who's going to end up being the better asset over the course of the season? Is it going to be Carr, or is it going to be Sam Darnold? You know, it's crazy because, you know, Sam Darnold all of a sudden has turned into Michael Vick. I mean, his yeah. legs have – he's been running, you know, scoring a lot of touchdowns. I like – Chris McCaffrey's coming back as well. So, you know, Sam Darnold can throw a, you know uh, – a little seven yard dump off and McCaffrey could take a 50 yards for a touchdown. So that really bodes well in, in Sam Darnold's favor as well. Um, Derek Carr, obviously I think has, you know, uh, I think is the better player. Um, but Fanny, it, 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 it's a tough call and I would have to kind of look into it a little bit deeper, but I like the way that Darnold has looked so far with his legs. And I like the fact that getting Christian McCaffrey back now that could help him, in the red zone and it also hurt him in the red zone where he's not running for all these touchdowns in the red zone. He's handing off to Christian McCaffrey in the red zone. So it's, it's a gift and the curse, but I've had McCaffrey um, two years ago and I'm telling you, you know, you throw a dump off to him. He can, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get you two touchdowns by himself if you're a quarterback. So I, I like the fact that he has that. And obviously DJ Moore is there and I do like that Carolina offense. Um, but, you know, the Raiders, they take shots downfield. Um, they're a pretty good football team. Um, I might lean towards um, Derek Carr. I think, you know, he's the better quarterback. I think that um, I would feel more comfortable starting a Derek Carr. I would have to look at it a little bit deeper. But right now, my answer would be a Derek Carr. I might side with him, too, anyway, because, number one, you know what you're getting. You've had He's been around for a while now. I think this is going to be his eighth season maybe his seventh season with the Raiders. So he's been around a while. Like his first season was 2016. So yeah, he's been around a long time. So you get you, what you see is what you get with him. So that's always yeah. a nice positive asset. Certainly it is during the middle of the season. End of the season, it gets nasty because he starts to really fade. But uh, but generally speaking, he's been, he's been good. The second thing about him, you mentioned McCaffrey. But yeah. to me, the question is, who else do they have? They think they have a good running back. Was it Robinson? Who was it? Who was their running back again? But, right now? Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, they have uh, uh, Hubbard. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's gonna bother me because I have him in one of my leagues. I mean, Robinson was Jacksonville. Um, but but yeah, either way. No, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's his name? It's Chuba Hubbard, I think. Chuba I think Hubbard. Okay, okay. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so if you compare that with what the Raiders have, you have you have Hunter Renfro, right? You have Darren Waller. You if Josh Jacobs were just continue to be healthy. You would have him as an option. You can definitely throw passes to him. And you have Henry Riggs the third. So there's actually a bunch of solid receiver yeah. options. And I, and, and, and I like Ruggs because he is that deep threat. And you've seen 
uh, Carr hit him mm-hmm. on a couple occasions this year. I mean, th- listen, the, the Carolina offense isn't bad. You know, they have DJ mm-hmm. Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC. Um, but Darren Waller is a monster. Nobody yep. in Carolina, the tight end position, can touch Waller. I like the deep threat in rugs. Um, I thought a guy that was going to have a better year there is Brian is uh, Brian Edwards. I thought he would have a better year, and early on it looked like that he was going to, but he's really, really fallen off. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that um, Derek Carr is probably the more steady pick if you need a quarterback for a bye week or, God forbid, your quarterback gets hurt and you somebody off the waiver wire. And like, now me, um, I try to get guys – who can run so i've been really watching trey lance and justin fields to see how they react to the nfl game if their legs are going to be a factor um because if i have a bye week and i need somebody i want somebody who might be able to run for a touchdown throw for a touchdown and you know maybe rack up 40 50 you know rushing yards so those are the two guys that i've been having my eye on or once my josh allen or once my um lamar jackson my other league or once my Patrick Mahomes in my other league, if they have a bye week, then you know I'm I'm going to try to look at some guys. Before honestly, it was Daniel Jones. That was the guy that I wanted to be my bye week quarterback the way that he was playing. But now with the concussion, we'll see what time he gets, what happens when he gets back, or if he gets back, or when he gets back. But for me, I look at guys who are able to you know use their legs and obviously the matchups. You know, it's all about matchups with when we're dealing with bye week. So try to find a quarterback with a good matchup, preferably who has good legs. Um, if you're looking for a quarterback for the year, if one of your quarterback quarterbacks got hurt, then it's a different story. And you got to look at some other things. But for bye weeks, I'm looking at guys who can use their legs. I'm looking at matchups and, and things like that. Boy, what a good what a good uh, what a good duo to track though for that because both of them have very similar like similar ability to run with the ball. And um, I don't know who to pick between those two right now. I mean, they're both rookies, yeah. and. They're both on teams that have had real issues with quarterback in recent years, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they're both teams that don't really scare you at the at the skill positions. Uh, maybe the run, no, not even the running back. The running backs aren't that great. So I don't know. That's a I gun to your. Uh, maybe we shouldn't use that term. But let, but if you were to pick between the two, right? Right now, right now I'm leading trail. Lance. Right now, I'm leaning. Oh, you're leaning towards Lance. That's interesting. Okay, okay. so yeah, I was going to go Fields, but that's that's not a bad. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's interesting. Because the the, the Packers, the Packers have. Um, I'm not the Packers. The, the Bears. Um, the Bears have David Montgomery, who's a big, you know, uh, red zone threat running yeah, the ball. Yeah, Montgomery's um, good. Montgomery's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's been decent. Um, but I really really like. Uh, you know, I mean, both of them you could use. I mean, I'm just leaning towards Lance a little bit more because. Uh, I liked a little bit more what I've seen out of Trey okay. Lance. I right. mean, it hasn't been a lot, but either, I, I mean, if it's a bye week and I would just look at the matchups and I would either go with one of them or Daniel Jones or somebody that was on my, on my, you know, uh, my waiver wire. Love it. So I think we'll close with this question. Um, let's see. So we talked about waiver wire a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We talked about There's one thing that I do want to say before we close up. And I think that this is something that I don't think a lot of people realize. And I've seen it happen in, you know, I've seen it discussed in some of the fantasy group chats and whatnot is, and I'm not trying to say this because I don't think this guy is a running back. I think this guy in real life is an elite running back, probably one of the best runners in the NFL, you know, top three, top five, whatever it is. But if you look at where Nick Chubb was drafted, and you look at his numbers. Now, Nick Chubb right now is a top 10 running back in fantasy. But Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have the same amount of fantasy points in my fantasy league. The same. Last week, Nick Chubb had 163 yards and a touchdown. 
Kareem Kareem Hunt had what 60 yards, but he had two touchdowns, and he was only four points off of what Nick Chubb did. Nick Chubb is a guy who's going to continue to get split time with Kareem Hunt. I think at the end of the day, Nick Chubb is going to be the more productive back. But I also think there's a guy right now who is very down in fantasy football, a guy who's been hurt, and that's a guy in Dalvin Cook. If you have Nick Chubb and you can somehow put a package together to get Dalvin Cook, who maybe the owner might be down on, and they see, oh, wow, Nick Chubb's running for 163 yards. I watch all those games because I have Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt has scored, I think, four touchdowns in the last three games. Um, He's getting a lot of the goal line work. He gets all of the passing work. If you're in a PPR league or half PPR league, Nick Chubb does not get a lot of passing work at all. Kareem Hunt gets all of the passing work. And they literally almost, you know, switch off almost every other driver. You know, they give Kareem Hunt his whole drive. They give Nick Chubb his whole drive. So if there's a a, a team that, you know, has Dalvin Cook that might have a receiver need, maybe you put together a package where you're able to get Dalvin Cook. A healthy Dalvin Cook is a top three fantasy back. He gets receiving work. He gets the bulk of the carries. He does everything, everything. I had him last year. He was a godsend. So that I thought was an interesting tidbit because you you think Nick Nick Chubb and you think, oh, he's one of the best backs in football, which he is. But fantasy-wise, he is right now even with Kareem Hunt and fantasy points in my league. And he's going to continue to split time with Kareem Hunt as long as both are healthy. So he's a guy that right now you could potentially quote-unquote sell high on because he just came off a 163-yard performance and a touchdown. So you can maybe sell high on and maybe get a Dalvin Cook, maybe get a Christian McCaffrey if you're able to put the right package together. So I thought that was a real interesting thing because when I thought of Nick Chubb, I thought, oh, he's the – clear-cut number one, you know, number one back out and, out and the Browns, even though he splits, he's a more productive one. But no, you look at his numbers, him and Kareem Hunter almost even this year. So I thought that was a really, you know, interesting tidbit. So even for your DFS, DFS guys, if you have people that are going out and grabbing Nick Chubb for a ton of money, you know, I got, I got, or the guy who drafted Kareem Hunt and traded him to me got Kareem Hunt in the middle rounds. So I don't know what he's worth in DFS, but I'm sure he's worth a lot less than, than Nick Chubb. And their output has been pretty similar this year, so that's something to look at. Yeah, actually, very right about that. I mean, as I mentioned, I was in I was in the building for the Browns game against the Chargers here in LA, and and that and I exactly saw that. Like Chubb was getting the bulk of the the goal line work. He did score the touchdown. Like he did score. Um, I don't recall if Chubb scored a touchdown, but cut, yeah, he cut scored it. a he scored a pretty long one. Yeah, he scored a pretty long one. But I mean, I think I think. Uh, my Kareem Hunt had what like 21 points. I think Nick Chubb had like 25 or something. Yeah. And and all year they've been kind of neck and neck in, in point production. So and that's not saying that Nick Chubb isn't a good back. I think Nick Chubb is an elite running back. I think he's one of the best running backs in the game. But when you have somebody like Kareem Hunt there stealing TDs, yep. taking the passing work, yep, it kind of caps. Like if if you if if I would have told you that Kareem Hunt right now is either the seven or, or eight, you know, running back in in, in fantasy. Nick Chubb's probably either one better or right there with him. They're they're very very similar. And so for a lot less money, to, right? Like it's exactly it's, it's for so a interesting. lot less money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're able, to, if you if you're a Nick Chubb owner and you want to sell Nick Chubb high right now after 163 yards and a touchdown, yep. And you know you have a guy who's McCaffrey's been out all year, Cook's been out, Cook's been out all year. Put a package together that hey, we'll give you Nick Chubb and a service to wide receiver or whatever it is, and try to go get a guy that when healthy will be a top three, top two back in, in fantasy football. Nick Chubb probably will end up as as a top you know eight back top 10 back top seven back whatever it is but i mean for where he was drafted to what his production is i really think that if you're able to make a move from mccaffrey or 
or cook, cook which you probably yeah. won't be able to because those are probably the number no, one. No, I'd two, be very three. surprised if they would be, change I mean, them. It's, it's, but if you put the right package together, Dave, if you have some wide receiver depth and you put some package, you put a package together, it, you never know. You never, never know. know. Um, to give you a perspective on the DFS side of things, Chubb would be $8,100 for this week against Arizona. And Hunt in that same game would be seventy four hundred would be worth seventy four hundred. So it's not a huge right. drop off, but but you do get the feeling that I feel like you'd get more for your money with with Hunt if you went that route. Um, and then just to really put that even further at home, um, we can go to the sports line fantasy projections. And this is I, this is something I've wondered about for from everybody else. Do you guys use these sites like where we get daily fantasy values from different sites like RotoWire and Sportsline and so on? Well, I'm sure people do. I, I I don't know. I feel like it's cheating, but I but I do go to this site and, and look at what their what their projections are. Well, their projections they rate them in terms of green, orange, blue, or red. So you know, green is a great value. Red is terrible value. So, um. Well, I'll tell you what, they they do think that Chubb is better value because they project him to have 14.4 fantasy points in this game against Arizona. And Hunt... Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, Kareem Hunt has been, you know, decently touchdown dependent where Chubb might be able to, you know, rush for 100 yards. Away. Right. I mean, I mean, Kareem Hunt's had some games where I think he had, you know, over 100 yards or, you know, over 100 yards receiving. So, I mean, the, the, the possibility is there. The only thing I was saying is that you... You could get in DFS hunt for cheaper, mm-hmm. and maybe on some weeks we'll give you the same exact value as as, yeah. as Chubb. If, I actually agree more. with that though. And I, then if, yeah, yeah, then if, if you're a Chubb owner, you got to realize that he is going to be splitting. If you're able to get one of these backs who are going to be a workhorse back, and both Cook and McCaffrey catch balls out of the backfield, they're both monsters. So people might look at Chubb and say, "Hey, this guy is a top seven back right now. He just had 163 yards." You know. Dalvin's been hurt. McCaffrey's been hurt. You know, give me Chubb and a serviceable wide receiver. And maybe we can get a deal done. That's something that if I was a Chubb owner, I would explore. At yeah. least, it might be tough to do, but I would at least explore it. Well, it's, it would be, I think it would be contingent on whether you can get Kareem Hunt on your team too, or someone with equivalent value. No, I mean, I know. I, I oh, you wouldn't even say that. I, if, no. So if, if say, so you the had, idea. say you had, say you had Dalvin Cook right now. And I said, okay. Hey Dave, you know, I, I have, I picked up the Kadarius Tony. I said, Dave, I'll give you, Kadarius Tony and I'll give you Nick Chubb for for Dalvin Cook and, and you know one of your bench guys. Ooh. Wouldn't that be intriguing? It, it would be intriguing. However, I would exactly. say no because Cook is right. Cook has been and not only he's is elite. Cook, he's elite and he's done it he's for elite. over again and again and again every year. But exactly, I, but I would not. You, you you offer that deal to a Giants fan who looks at Nick Chubb's stat line over the past couple of weeks, not watching him, not seeing what Kareem Hunt has done. I guarantee you he'll be intrigued. Yeah, and I'm not saying he'll say yes to a deal, but I'm telling you he'd be intrigued. I think the intrigue will be there. I think the intrigue will be there. And to your point, and I didn't want to see. I wasn't trying to downplay your point with that with stats. I was actually trying no, to support there. it. And it, <laughs> no, I get it. The, no, the, I get it. I the, get va- it sure. the the va- the the value was apparently more average for Hunt, but but the thing is that the touchdown rate is unpredictable. That's why it's it tough. Is. You just touchdown don't know. dependent people are tough. Yeah, very very tough. And when you know that Hunt gets the majority of the work at the goal line. It definitely puts you in a tough spot, and and I was thinking like like the, I was seeing I thought I was seeing a similar thing with with Dylan and the Packers getting more of the mm-hmm. goal line work than than Jones. I'm not exactly sure if that's true, but but you do even get PPR stuff, Dave. Like you know the thing that I like about Hunt, I'm in half PPR, but even a full PPR league, is he he gets he's the receiving back. So yeah. you know when Cleveland are in the they have these shootouts or you know they're down or whatever it is, it's it's probably the best running back tandem in football right now. 
Um, but you know, they have, he's the receiving back. So in the, he gets the ball out of the backfield. He's the guy who catches the ball. If you're in a PPR, that is such a high value for a guy who you probably could draft in the middle rounds. Yeah. Very much He's so. putting up the same production as, as Nick Chubb, who went in the first round. I so. would say this too. I, I I would be very curious as to what the auction values were for both of those guys, like the average auction value. Chubb has mm-hmm. to be enormous. You're probably talking like fifty yeah. or sixty bucks, mm-hmm. and and I would say that Hunt would probably be a lot less, like maybe twenty or thirty. And that's right. that's where I feel like you get the most value, like in an auction league. Um, I'd have to go. Maybe Beebs would know. Maybe someone else would know. Maybe Homer would know. But. Somebody would know that, and I'd be very interested to know. If you guys are watching this program today and you have that information, leave it in the comments. I'd be very interested to see, you know, who ended up getting more, who ended up getting more, like, higher auction value during the auction draft. And then you get the feel for, like, who was worth it and who wasn't. And if it was a gross difference, then clearly Hunt was the better value. So I'm, I'm really, I think you're absolutely right, because now that I've seen the Browns play, especially in the building, I totally get the feel that, yeah, you know, Chubb is very good, but he's not. Right. He's still getting like only some of the production because he splits the time with someone else who is also pretty good. Right. So. Right. And and that and, and that's that's the thing. Like it's all about value, right? Yep. So I was just saying, if you had the opportunity to maybe swing something, and I'm and Chubb, I think he will end up as a you know top seven, top eight, you know top ten back. But if you're able to swing a guy who will be top three, top four, whatever it is, I mean, it's. It's something to look into. I, I was very surprised because I, I, I have Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt now. So I, I've been watching all those games, and I said, wow, look at Kareem Hunt's like stat line. Let me see how he matches up with Chubb. And, you know, when you look at their fantasy output, they're almost identical. And to me, that was crazy because in my mind, I thought that I see all the yards that Chubb, you know, eats up. I thought Chubb was the more productive back. I thought Kareem Hunt is a really nice RB2-3 type, but I thought Chubb was elite. But then I look at their their output, and I'm like, wow. They're almost identical. So I don't know if that's going to happen for the rest of the year, but Nick Chubb will continue to have that cream hunt there. And that is going to obviously put a cap on, on what his real, real potential could be. If he was the only back there, forget about it. He would be out of this world. If cream yeah. hunt ended up being the RB one there and the only back there, you know, God forbid that Nick Chubb got injured, he would automatically be, you know, a top five, top six, you know, play every week. So um, the way that the Browns run the ball and the way their own line is, forget about it. Cap, I got this for you. I found the information. So there's a okay. website called Fantasy Pros, and they cal- they calculated oh, I love Fantasy the- Pros. Yeah, yeah, so they have the average auction values for this year for the okay. running back. You're gonna love this. All right, here, let's take a look. So okay. here's what we got. Oh, let me just let me just engage. Hold on a second. Let me just engage this this particular site. There it is. Now I'm gonna need to zoom in on this so you can see this better. But but you can now watch. If you look at this here. It shows you at running back. Kirsten McCaffrey got number one, but look at where Chubb is. $47. Yep. Average value mm-hmm. in the auction leagues. That's mm-hmm. a lot. And it's 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 deserved. I mean, it's it's well deserved. I mean, only Aaron yep. Jones He's is a great running him. back. Yeah. Yep. But look how much look how much Kareem Hunt got. Fifteen dollars yeah. average value. Yep. And he has almost That's- the same isn't that crazy? And that's the only point I was trying to make. I'm not trying to disparage Nick, Nick Chubb. I think he'll still be a top back this year. But if you go and you look, if you're in your fantasy league this year, mm-hmm. you go back and you, you go look at who has Chubb and who has Hunt and pull up their season stats, their point output, you'll see that they're very similar. And yeah. that that money disparity right there, it's, for a DFS player, that's major, major. Major, major. I mean, because your typical salary cap, I think, in one of those would be like 100 bucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yeah, and so that, I mean, if you pay 45 for one player, I mean, that's not letting you do much with everybody else. So that's something that's, yeah. it's, and it's tough to do, to be patient in a scenario like that. Very tough. Yeah, it is. Because everybody gets excited and they start going, oh, I want to bet one, one, one. And it's like 30. Like, damn. It's like, I don't know. What do I do with that? So then you just yeah. kind of sit on and it. There's going to be people who will tell you to fade hunt because that of, you know, he's scoring a lot because of his touchdowns. But for me, if I'm going to have PPR league or if I'm going to DFS, DFS, that's PPR, or have, whatever it is. I mean, he's the, he's the pass catching back. I've seen him. I literally have seen him go on, you know, as a wide out and catch passes. So, I mean, I'm not ready to fade him yet. I'm not, I don't think he's going to be scoring a touchdown every week, but I think he still has a, has an opportunity to be a very productive running back, especially the way that Cleveland offense runs. That's cool. I think this is a good place to wrap ourselves up tonight. Any last, any last words for our, for for our friends, any last advice before we, we close it up tonight? No, I mean, I, listen, I love doing this. It went, the hour went by super quick. Um, right now, if you're doing DFS and you're looking to spend big money um, this week, Najee Harris, I'm a big Austin Eckler guy. He would probably be either my number one or two because I think that game is going to be a shootout. And the way he catches passes, and, and he scored three touchdowns last week in a shootout. So I, I, I like that. And, and obviously, you know, take a look at some of these, you know, receivers who might not be, you know, the, the, the top receivers. You know, check out the ARR, check out the targets, and see if you could uh, – you get some steals there, but you know, week to week, hopefully Dave, we can do this and I can give you, you know, my input and, and, and what I think and waiver wire picks and, you know, underrated guys and, you know, DFS guys that I like this week. So this was a lot of fun. I hope I, I gave you guys some good information to go by. I think you did cap and Jared and Jerry, I, I really appreciate your time coming on here and we hope you'll be with us in, a, in about an hour from now, but if not, it's all right. Either way, there's there's one more guy, Dave, that I think that oh. people should keep their eye on this week, and that's Miles Get Miles Gaskin. I think his matchup is really good. Ooh. He caught two touchdowns. He caught two touchdowns last week. Potentially, you're getting two back. Um, I think he's a guy that this week could be a sneaky good play just on his matchup alone. Yeah. Um, I think that's somebody you might want to look at uh, as a cheap DFS option. Hey, that's a great that's a great call. I love it. I'm gonna look into that. I haven't set my lineup yet in FanDuel, but uh, I'll look into that too. That's They're great. playing Jacksonville, and yeah. you know, I you know I think that you know if he's gonna get the opportunities in the red zone, I I liked Miles. I had him last year. Um, he was really good for me, and I, I like that he's shifty. He catches passes. I like Miles Gaskin, and I think that you know hopefully last week gives him a kick in the ass, and he's you know against Jacksonville this week, he could you know maybe. have a productive week so it's a guy to look at super cool well until next time Jer have a great rest of your week and your weekend and good luck on all your fantasy scenarios thanks buddy you guys too go win your weeks and hopefully we'll talk next week thumbs up man love it All right, have a good one you too and that's Jerry and Jer that's Jerry Will and that's our show for for now we'll be back in a few minutes with our football picks week 7 show and and we hope you uh, if you're watching live if you are on the podcast then that's coming up actually immediately because you'll be seeing that as the next show but um we hope you enjoyed it my name's dave medina you can catch us on on the web at ditcow.com and on twitter we're at ditcow and you can follow us on apple Podcasts if you're not already look for dave in the city out west in your podcast player of choice i hope you enjoyed this program we hope to continue this we hope you continue this series throughout the rest of the football season yeah, at least up until week 15 or so. But until then, we hope you, you have a wonderful rest of, of your week. And stay tuned, for those of you on YouTube, for the Football Pick Show, which is coming up at the top of the hour. And, uh, and keep following our back episodes. I'm Dave once again. We'll see you next time.